Ladies and gentlemen, you are just now listening to a brand new podcast called The Last Take. Here alongside Charlie Wayne, Mark Borset, Dylan Jurgens. Jurgens, there we go. And Anthony Gamma, welcome to The Last Take. Pretty much we're going to break down college football here. So on the schedule today, uh, ESPN College Football does a list of pickums that we're going to go through today with you guys and just pretty much debate about that. Also, uh, Nebraska, of course, lost another close game, losing to Northwestern last Saturday. 31-28. We'll be breaking down on that. And also, the big highlights. Each one of us have picked one game we will talk about upcoming either this Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, or even even Monday, if we want to talk about those. So, you're listening to The First Take, brought to you by No Sponsors. So, start off, we're going to go through the ESPN College Football Pick'em. They pick so many games, whatever, that they choose each week. So, they're quote-unquote big games or, like, highly contested games. So, the games are, like, Boston College versus Rutgers, San Diego State, Arizona, Purdue, Penn, not Purdue, but uh, Oregon, Georgia, all those. So, we can just go, like, right down the line. Okay. So, the first one was Boston College and Rutgers. Like, Okay, so here's my thing. So ESP, so I have it up here. ESPN is a 65% favorite right now. Uh, on this one, I got Boston College. Rutgers is always a back-and-forth team. Uh, not a very good productive season last year, uh, pretty much. They did make a bowl game, I believe. Um, but I don't know. Boston College has always got some underdogs, so I'm going with Boston College on this one. I'm going Boston College because Rutgers sucks. I'm Go also, Big Red. I'm also going Boston College. I, I just, Rutgers hasn't had very much consistency over the past couple of seasons. Yeah, I think Rutgers is moving in the right direction. I, I think they're uh, I think they're getting better, but I think I'm going to take BC in this one as well. Uh, I think as long as uh, Phil Dracovic can make plays, I think they'll win this game. Right now, Boston College, according to ESPN Matchup Predictor, Boston College a 70.3% favorite over the Rutgers Scarlet Knights. The spread of line is a minus seven. Do you think Boston do you think Boston College will cover that? Probably. Yes. I'm gonna say they cover, yeah. Alrighty, there we go. On to the next game, Dylan. So we got Arkansas Cincinnati. Both of them are ranked in the top twenty five. Arkansas at nineteen and Cincinnati at twenty three. Uh I picked Arkansas. I originally I said Cincinnati, but I feel like Cincinnati lost too much, so I'm going to go with the the Razorbacks on this one. I think I'm also going to take Arkansas on on that. Yeah, I think Arkansas with Sam Pittman, I think they uh, did some things right uh, last year. I think they're just going to get better. And as you said, uh, Dylan, just a lot of of guys now gone for Cincinnati, no longer there. So I'm going to take the Razorbacks. Say, I also got the Razorbacks on this one. I just think, so, I don't know, Cincinnati, they lose a lot of favorites. Oswee, Desmond Ritter, uh, Sauce Gardner, you know, of how good of a corner he was. They also lost a couple of other corners along the way. Um, Arkansas looked pretty solid last year. I don't think they're going to be as good as they were last year um, with losing their receiver, uh, Trayvon Burke. Um, however, I do believe they're still going to be at least top in the SEC, not going to get the SEC championship, of course, but I think they'll get there along the line. Next game will be the Georgia Bulldogs and the Oregon Ducks. Both of them are in the top 15 with Georgia at number three coming off a national championship. And you got Oregon, new coach, 
What do you guys think about that one? Yeah, Dan Lanning, obviously former uh, DC at Georgia, so I'm sure he'll be familiar with a lot of things that they're doing. But I'm going to take Georgia in this game. I think they'll win fairly easily. Uh, just can't, you know, usually these early season, uh, you know, Pac-12 against SEC, I think a lot of the time SEC does end up uh, winning the game. And I think Georgia, just when you look, just a lot better than Oregon. So I'm going to take the take the dogs in this one. Uh, Georgia looks really explosive as they did last year. Obviously, you know, Georgia, the pretty pretty freaking good team last year um believe they undefeated national champions knocking out alabama and uh michigan as well the 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 orange bowl was an absolute um wasn't even close it wasn't even close than people thought everyone's like two and three oh this could be a national championship game heck you seen those dogs in there in georgia well yeah a lot of people thought michigan was gonna maybe be the one number one uh after they I think that it was Iowa. They just, you know, I say they cr- they crushed Iowa in the Big Ten in the Big Ten championship. Gave Alabama the one, and Georgia was the three uh, after they lost the SEC championship. So, oh yeah, I forgot Georgia did lose the SEC championship. Um, yeah. I got the dogs in this one. Uh, Stenson Stenson Bennett is back, um, although with the exception of let's see, James Cook, George Pickens, Jordan Davis, uh, Kobe Dean, like a bunch of guys on defense, but. They got solid recruits this year who I think they can play. They got really good transfers, so I got the dogs in this one as well. I, I got I got Georgia in this one. I think Stetson Bennett has a lot of talent. I think he's Heis, I mean he's a Heisman candidate. I won't say for sure, but I think he's one of them. I got the dogs as well. I think it's going to be a lot more closer than what the spread says. I think it's like 17-something. i say the spread yeah. is literally 17 with the Georgia 90, 91% favorite. Yeah, I think it's going, to be much, it's going to be closer than that, but I just feel like Georgia has more athletes than Oregon at the moment. So I got the dogs winning that one. Um, we're going to skip South to San Diego State, Arizona. <laughs> I, mean, I don't even know why that's on the matchup. Arizona was the worst team in the FBS last year. Or up yeah. there, at least. So I mean, I think Villain won one game last year. Yeah, they beat Cal, I think. I don't know. I don't forgot who they beat. But I'd they, say they beat Cal 10-3. to 3. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Arizona was probably the worst team besides Cal. So. And the next one's Houston, UTSA. I think it's a straight Houston, I'm going to assume. In. Yeah, I think Houston, mm-hmm. I think, is one of the most underrated teams in the country this year. Uh, I, I really think they're going to be, be a good team. But, yeah, definitely taking Houston in that one. Spread is only at four on that one, by the way. They'll cover, I think. They easily cover that yeah. one. Yeah. Mark, what do you think? Yeah, I think, you know, Houston, I agree with Charlie, is one of the most underrated teams in college football. I think in the past couple of seasons, they have had some really strong talent. So I think Houston's going to be. Say, so here's another thing, too. This is Houston's final year before they go into the Big 12. So I believe this is something that they are going to prove before they eventually join the Big 12 and say, hey, we actually mean some business. So. Uh, next game BYU South Florida BYU I take it's BYU not even close. BYU as well yeah I got the Bulls <laughs> of course <laughs> I Finally. don't know I just don't know why I mean BYU has always been that one team I just think they're a little overrated than they normally are everyone's saying Zach Wilson okay I, I don't care if you this I don't care if you disagree with me on that one okay but I just when BYU had 
Zach Wilson. They were like what number ten at one point in the year. Yeah, and then they went to Coastal and lost after that. And but yeah, I got. I just think it, I knew then they were just overrated. But the spread is twelve. I don't know. I just, for some reason I just feel the Bulls can pull it off. So I'm Sorry. I'm calling it a major upset right there. First time we haven't all picked the same team. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, next one's Utah Florida. This that is one of the really biggest games of the game. week. Yeah, uh, I got number seven Utah going on the road to the swamp. Uh, it's going to be a lot closer. I don't know what the spread is on that. I haven't looked at that one, but the spread is only three. Yeah, so <sighs> I don't know. I think it's gonna be really close. Here, so I, I, would, I would mark that as a possible upset, but I still think Utah's a little better. Utah is, I think they're the better team. It's gonna be interesting with Billy Napier coming in now uh, to uh, Florida, kind of see how how that all plays out. I think Utah is just the much better team on defense. Uh, I just think with uh, Cam Rising. Uh, showed showed some potential as well last year, so I'm going to take the Utes in this. Especially in the Rose Bowl. <laughs> yeah, that was a crazy game. Uh, but, yeah, I think, though, it's going to be a tough one going down to the Swamp, as it always is, but I'm going to take Utah. I'm also going to take Utah. I think Utah is just one of those teams that has that talent and that depth. So, calls me Call me Desmond Howard here. I do have Utah winning it, by the way. Florida is actually the favorite here at 52%. Whoa. Yeah. Wow. That I think is shocking right there. That Florida is actually the the little favorite. Don't sleep on Utah. They will beat Oregon in the Pac-12 championship and maybe find a way to the playoffs. I just think they can be that good this year. Well, they've so. been close, or I mean, fairly close. They're close. Yeah. They're close last year, but they just fell off in the beginning of the season and then marched on. I mean, you could make the case they're hot at the right time, yeah. but don't don't sleep on the Utah Utes. For yeah, just don't sleep on them. So this will be the last ones because the other two are like no one cares about. Let's <laughs> be honest. Uh, Ohio State Notre Dame. This is the game of the week. Go Buckeyes! I got the Buckeyes all the way. Eventually, I I don't know about them winning the Natty, but uh, Ohio State is for sure the most dominant team or one of the most dominant teams in the country, if not have the best offense in the whole country. New coach so. for Notre Dame. I I don't know how good they're going to be but we already know how good ohio state is they they showed it cj stroud probably one of the best if not the best quarterback in the nation i got the buckeyes easily they'll they'll I say hey, hey don't forget their wide receiver jackson smith yeah i how, how do you the say Jigba, his last name Jigba, yeah, yeah Jigba. Yeah. he he is going to be a heisman candidate in my yeah. mind I got Notre Dame in this one. I, I really Ooh. like. I, I like Marcus Freeman. I think. I think the game will be close. I don't know how close it'll be, but I'm gonna say like a touchdown or less close. Okay, yeah. go ahead, Charlie. So uh, yeah, I think I'm really interested uh, to see Tyler Buckner at quarterback for Notre Dame. I think he showed a little bit of potential last year, and of course Marcus Freeman coming in. But I think the key to the game for Notre Dame, if they want to at least make it close, is going to be limiting the big plays from the Ohio State offense, of course, one of the most, probably, the, yeah, they're the most explosive offense, I think, in college football. So I think if Notre Dame can limit those plays, that, that'll they'll keep the game close. And I think it's also going to be interesting to see Ohio State on defense. Of course, they got the former D.C. from Oklahoma State, who had one of the best defenses in the country last year. So I think uh, that'll be interesting to see if Notre Dame can move the ball or see how Ohio State's uh, defense plays. But I'm going to take the Buckeyes in this one, I think. Just too much firepower offensively. Let's say right now you got 
Ohio State being an 83.5 point or percent favorite over the Fighting Irish with a spread of 17. So, yeah, no one wants to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> and then we're going to talk about what this week's going to be. We got the we got the uh, North Dakota coming into eh, come into town. So the Fighting Hawks. Yeah, the Fighting Hawks from the FCS. So, yeah. So let's talk about last week. We went to Ireland. It was supposed to be a business trip. We we're supposed to take care of business. Obviously, we didn't because we, we all can it. see we lost thirty-one to twenty-eight. So, what'd uh, you guys think? I'll let you guys go on it first. So, yeah. I mean, I liked what I seen in the first half from the offense. The offense looked pretty good. Casey Thompson, not many mistakes in in general. Just not that many mistakes all game. It, I was really impressed with the offense. Just that defense was honestly very, very disappointing for how good we should have been. I mean, last year the defense was the reason why we stayed in games most of the time, and then occasionally Adrian Martinez would make a good play, but occasionally. Before eventually he'll be picked off, right? Yeah, eventually, like, you know, comes down to the end of the game, you know, throws a pick. But um, offense looked really good, and then defense just we could not make a tackle yeah, think- at all. I think things were going pretty well until that onside kick decision there uh, kind of felt like that flipped things around. Of course, we're up 28-17 at that point and just kind of went downhill from there. But hopefully we're going to bounce back this weekend against North Dakota and uh, pick up our first win. You know, give give um, Northwestern lots of credit. I think, well, for fans, attendance-wise, you know, what was funny was that, uh, that beer snake, uh, like, bit a little bit during during the game that was kind of i say the cup was pretty cool itself the cup snake yeah um you have to give a lot of credit to northwestern they're very good team um obviously nebraska just couldn't keep up that momentum as we had all hoped then they just sort of faltered but so coming from iowa i briefly know casey thompson i knew he was the quarterback at texas pretty Pretty good, but Texas was bad, so of course didn't get na- a lot of national attention. Comes Nebraska, I thought he absolutely balled out in the first half. Uh, that little scramble pass sort of thing that you see all over all over Twitter and Instagram nowadays. The Johnny Manziel impression. Exactly. It's like where did that come from in the hat? Um, then obviously the third the third quarter itself. So I'm just looking at the rundown here. Northwestern had a pretty good second quarter. I mean, had a lead into half. And then the third quarter was pretty much all Nebraska. Um, honestly, I thought for myself, it, we were, things were looking pretty good. But then, of course, then like you mentioned, Mark, the onside kick really changed a lot. It's There's a statistic out there I saw on Twitter that said um, out of the past eight times, Nebraska had like an 80% chance to win, and they lost all of them. And I think five or six was even greater than 90 so, I don't know. It's just another, another Nebraska game. Just another close loss, yeah, I think, because they were... Uh, we're 5-21 and 21 in close games. Yeah, Under Scott Frost. Yeah. Under Scott Frost. Because they, so. they picked up their third win, because last year it was just a long stretch to end the year of just close losses. Uh, mm-hmm. And then same, same, more of the same here uh, in the first game. So, yeah, got to finish the game, I guess. Say so Nebraska had an 85% chance to win. With three, with 13, 13 left in the fourth quarter, as the breakdown. So, one thing that is really impressive, or that Nebraska needs to work on, obviously, is that run defense. But even the run offense, like Anthony Grant's forty-six yard touchdown run, that in itself is rare. So I also saw another thing on Twitter, where it said, um, 
out of the 20, I think 20 rushing attempts or 20 rushing touchdowns, uh, it went under for 12 yards. So the 46, that was a rare thing that you see from Nebraska running backs. So I don't know. I'm just briefly getting into Nebraska football. So Yeah, living here my whole life, not really surprised that we lost in a close game. I mean, last year was a kind of like how um, Charlie said. It was just a straight like repeat of last year. I'm afraid it's going to be the same, and fortunately Frost will lose his job if it happens. So we'll see what happens this weekend. If we don't win by 21 points or more, uh, it's going to be a very disappointment. You know, coming from Wisconsin, um, you know, I have to give Nebraska some credit for putting it to Wisconsin, almost beating Wisconsin last season. Um, it was just like, you know, after the game, I was just like, dang, I'm probably just going to have to get used to this. But I hope we can beat Northwest, North Dakota, not Northwestern, North Dakota by a lot this Saturday. Nebraska is listed here as a 98% chance for a victory. Do you think they actually pull it off this time? I I think so. Um, if we don't win, uh, I think we fire Frost after the game. So, <laughs> like, if we can't beat an FCS school, I think something's... Wrong something with, something's up. Yeah. So Yeah, I don't I don't think personally this game's going to be close. Obviously most people don't think it's going to be close anyways. I think by this by the second half we'll have backups in. Chubba Purdy will get some snaps, Logan Smellers will get some snaps. So we'll get to see how good our backups are. So you got Nebraska by how much? Um I think my original score prediction was 45 to 10 before the Northwestern game. I I think with all the frustration we have, we've had in the past we especially losing to Northwestern, I think we're just going to lay it out all on to North Dakota. It could come back to bite us, but I personally think we score 40. I think we win 48 to 7. It's just, it's not going to be close at all. I, I think we win 55 to 7. I think North Dakota will be lucky to get seven points on us. Wow, that's a pretty bold prediction there, Mark. Yeah. Yeah, I think obviously. Hopefully, we're ho- all hoping that Nebraska can, you know, beat North Dakota, beat Georgia Southern, build some momentum for that Oklahoma game in a couple weeks, and just, you know, get that first win. And I think they're going to be, they're going to play angry after last week, come out, and I, I'm going to take the Huskers in this one, 45 to 17. Okay, I also got the Huskers in this one. Uh, this is North Dakota's first game of the year, obviously, with last week being Week Zero. Um, Casey Thompson, I, he's going to ball off again. Last year, or last week, he threw for 355 passing yards and a touchdown beat. You could sense the pressure coming from Northwestern's game got later on. You can just see that he was putting more on the ball than what needed to. That's what led to those drops. That's what ultimately led to the game-winning interception. It's because it literally went through the receiver's hands because for how much zip he had on the ball. I believe he relaxes this a little bit. I believe Anthony Grant will go off for another big run at some point. And then um, I like to see Ramir Johnson get some cut- touches. He didn't get like any against Northwestern. He was arguably our best running back last year. So I'd say it's surprised that they brought out Anthony Grant. I-, I just thought that was a big surprise. Big transfer from uh, New Mexico Institute of like military or whatever. Okay, so. something I'd say with this whole new offense, no one knows anything or anybody. So, but Isaiah Garcia Castaneda had a big game last week. He'll have another big game along with Marcus Washington. I believe he'll get Casey will get him involved with that being that Texas chemistry right there. I got Nebraska here about forty-two to zero. Okay, I'm also really interested to see how much. Um, uh, what's his name? <laughs> oh my gosh, receiver. <laughs> yeah, receiver. Oh, uh, uh. Castaneda. No, no. LSU guy. 
Trey Palmer. I like to see him oh, get yeah. more touches. I like, say he, they, he was explosive. Say they got him early, and that's what you heard last week was you want Trey Lance is going to have probably he won't have a really good year as what I think Garcia Castaneda is. I, that's just my take. I that's just my take. Um, but Trey Lance, he's an obviously a phenomenal player. But I just think Garcia Castaneda is going to be better. What? <laughs> what? Trey Lance? No. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. Okay. But, uh, yeah. Not not the San Francisco quarterback, the, you know, Nebraska receiver from LSU. Yeah. The coldest Crawford. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dude, I'm so ready for that guy to come back and play. I'm so ready for him to suit so up. So sad yeah. that he's out. Hey, he's in my sports class, so. Yeah, he's in my class, too. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, so. So it looks like we're gonna wrap things up here today due to time, time, uh, time gonna, constraints. Yeah, looks like we're gonna just wrap everything up here. So we'll have another episode here next week where we're also gonna break down more Husker football and also college athletics. And maybe once when the pro starts, we'll get into some breakdowns of those games as well. Yeah. So signing off here for Charlie Wayne, Mark Borseth, Dylan Jurgens. Jurgens. I'm gonna have to get used to that at some <laughs> point. And Anthony Gimma, you're listening to the last, maybe worst, take. And thank you for listening. <laughs>